Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at ozarkfolkcenter.com. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. A couple of weeks ago, we did a show about the guitar style made popular by the late Merle Travis called Thumb Picking. It was such a hit that this week we'll feature two more great guitarists, veteran picker Shane Adkins and young guitar prodigy Kirby Easler. Also this week, Roy Pilgrim will bring us up to speed on square dance fiddling, and I'll be making my weekly visit to the vault to hear an old song that Mark Jones has picked out. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Alabama guitarist Shane Adkins comes by his talent honestly. As a boy, he learned from guitar legend and family friend Mose Rager in the heart of thumb-picking country, Drakesboro, Kentucky. Shane applied those lessons and went on to win the International Home of the Legends thumb-picking contest in Muhlenberg County, Kentucky, and the International Fingerstyle Guitar Championship in Winfield, Kansas. Here he is, recorded last May at our thumb-picking weekend in Mountain View. <laughs> Song about my son. Oh, we're going way back now. <clears throat> Three or four years ago, probably. <laughs> no, more like 36 years ago. But um, I would have to say that, that that particular style of playing, when I first started, when I first picked up a guitar, my dad bought an old guitar for 10 bucks at a yard sale. And it was not worth that, to be honest with you. It had a broken neck on it. Anyway, um, my uncle was a woodworker, and he glued the neck back together. And the strings were nearly a half inch high off the neck. And that's the guitar that I started, I still have it. And um, my dad owned every Chet Atkins album there ever was. And uh, I heard that all the time growing up, and there was that thumb. And he loved Merle Travis's music, and there was the thumb. And I knew Mose Rager, and there was the thumb. So I couldn't help it, you know. <laughs> it, was that, it was that or nothing, you know what I mean? I love the monkey-toed gal of mine. She hangs around all the time. She's a real nitpicker with a unique knack. She can peel a banana while scratching my back. And the latest word from the vine is she's apes about being mine. I'm always in for a swinging time with that monkey-toed gal of mine. Now she's my pal, the monkey-toed gal, and I'm a happy man. 
Cause I like hugging that monkey toed woman when she uses all four hands. Now she's fun to hang around, cause she can hang around upside down. She can scratch my fleas with the greatest of these. That monkey toed gal of mine, all right, give her a hand. That's enough. I met her at the city zoo Right then and there I knew That there ain't no doubt she's the one I love Even though her socks look more like gloves And the monkey toad gal digs me From A to chimpanzee She's the only one that's a barrel of fun The monkey toad gal of mine Now she's my pal, that monkey toad gal And I'm a happy man Cause I like hugging that monkey toad woman when she uses all four hands. Now she's fun to hang around cause she can hang around upside down. She can cure my woes with those monkey toes. That monkey toad gal of mine, oh yeah. The monkey toad gal of mine, oh yeah. The monkey toad gal of mine. And there she is in the door right back there. <laughs> And so, but oh, when I started, I started with a thumb pick, not a flat pick. I had to make myself learn a flat pick. And the reason so was when I was a kid uh, in Drexburg, Kentucky, where my great-grandparents and my grandparents and all my mom's family were from Drexburg, and Mose Rager was a neighbor. And so I grew up around Mose Rager playing the guitar. And I, you know, my dad thumb picked, and I just thought that's what everybody did. Yeah. So when I started... I kind of, it was the, the alternating bass on the thumb was almost built in. I don't know why, but it was. Also, at the same time, when I was 14, um, I, I started piano lessons. And I loved ragtime music, like Scott Joplin, the entertainer, Maple Leaf Rag, and all that. And uh, be honest with you, that's what I was going to be, was a ragtime piano player. And um, you got that alternating bass. So when I moved over to the guitar at 15 years old, a year later, it was just almost built in. It's like, I guess because I grew up around it, I just sort of knew what to do. When you're married to an angel, you know you are really loved. And there's no doubt in your mind now that she's truly sent from above and those little things they play your heart strings like each I love you and peaceful sigh make you thankful for your angel cause she's a blessing from on high No matter how I try to hide my troubles In one look She knows my heart, my mind, my soul And when the pathways of life become too rocky Her touch can turn them in the streets of gold When you're married to an angel Her sweet smile can melt your heart And the love lock 
will always be bright even when you're far apart and when someday death comes my way place these words upon my stone I was married to an angel and she brought heaven to our home she brought heaven to our home. Thank y'all. <laughs> and Nine Pound Hammer would have been the very first song that I Probably, I, I can remember that being the first one. And um, <clears throat> I played it for, uh, at 15 years old, I played it for a good friend of the family, Mr. Charles Bates in Hazel Green, Alabama, and he was a very good guitarist. He was a jazz guitarist. Uh, actually, uh, was hired by Guy Lombardo, huh. yeah, to, to play in the big orchestra. And at the very same time, as I think his wife came down pregnant with her son, and he decided to stay home and raise the... Uh, their boy and everything, and a super, super picker, great man. He had a 1948 J45 guitar that he bought brand new. It was in pretty rough shape, but it was very playable. And uh, and I played that old uh, gut strain $10 guitar and uh, for him, and I played Nine Pound Hammer. And he said, you know what? He said, uh, come back here. And we went back to the back room, and he pulled this old case out of the from under the bed and laid it on the bed and opened it up and said, play it on this. Well, man, that thing played great compared to what I was doing. And I could really tell that I I had actually learned the song on that guitar and he gave it to me right there. And that's what started it right there was Mr. Bates giving right. me that old guitar. Yeah, sure enough. Now the good book says to never boast cause it makes the Lord real sad. And if we ever brag, well, folks, it's just plain bad. Pride goeth before a fall, I've heard the preachers say. Stay on the straight and narrow, and from it never stray. A young man got his law degree from a school up north somewhere. And soon he opened an office right down on our town square. From there he began to proclaim to the people all around. If you ever need a lawyer, I am the very best in town. But five days had come and gone, and not one client did he see. No divorce, no slander, no lawsuits. Things were quiet as they could be. And soon he began to worry about what he should do to drum up a little business before the rent came due. Now the good book says to never boast, cause it makes the Lord real sad. And if we ever brag, well, folks, it's just plain bad. Pride goeth before a fall, I've heard the preachers say. Stay on the straight and narrow, and from it never stray. His palms began to sweat as he paced the office floor. And soon he saw a stranger standing outside his office door. So he picked up the telephone receiver with no one on the other end to put on a little show while the stranger was walking in. $50,000, the young lawyer began to shout. I'll have to have 50,000 
to get your case thrown out. Not 48, not 49, not 49.5. You see, it's gonna take $50,000 if you want my expertise. Confident he was successful in this prideful masquerade. He thought what harm can come from a little self-building charade. He hung up and said, can I help you, sir, to the stranger all alone? The stranger said, yeah, I'm from the phone company, and I'm here to hook up your phone. Now the good book says never boast, cause it makes the Lord real sad. And if we ever brag, well, folks, it's just plain bad. Pride goeth before a fall, I've heard the preacher say. Stay on the straight and narrow, and from it never stray. Just stay on the straight and narrow, folks, and everything will be okay. <laughs> oh boy thank y'all well they have the home of the legends international uh thumb picking contest there in the merle travis center which is a very nice facility now and uh, it's in uh, greenville kentucky actually powderly but if you look at on the map you'll see greenville before you see powderly and um Muhlenberg County is in West Kentucky, and that's where my mother's family is from. That's where Mose Rager was from. That's where Merle Travis is from, and and uh, so it is. Um, it is very rich in thumb picking. That's where it was actually born, right in front of my great grandfather's store. So uh, the the old guys, uh, Mose Rager and Ike Everly and Kennedy Jones, all these people that actually invented the sound um, would meet on Saturday evenings before the Grand Ole Opry and after work. And um, all of them are miners, coal miners usually, most of them. Them and other play people would get together and get their instruments and they would meet at a crossroad of a railroad track and the main drag through Clinton, Kentucky, right in front of my great granddad's store and play. Uh, of course, there'd be fiddles and banjos and everything else there, but th these particular guys were coming up with the sound. It was ground zero and I was very fortunate to be around it as a kid, you know, and uh, when I did start playing music at 14, um, that's just kind of what happened. I just kind of took it from there. Now I was raised up on the rural route about as far as you could be Where mom had a big old garden plum full of purple hull peas Well, I picked purple hulls early in the morning and I picked purple hulls Now even by the time I was four, I thought for sure my name was Go Pick Purple Hull Peas one day before my dad went to work, he said, son, listen to me. Won't you go out back and get an old toe sack and pick all them purple hull peas? Well, I gotta say, as he drove away, I started feeling mighty free. Besides, I got the rest of the day to pick all them old purple hull peas. So I went fishing and I went swimming and pretty much stayed on the go. By the time I got back to the house, the sun was sinking mighty low. So I went to the shed and I kicked off my shoes and I grabbed that old toe sack. I was beginning to get worried that I wouldn't get them picked by the time my daddy got back. About that time, the sound of a car made me break out in a cold sweat. Dad was home from work early and I wasn't through picking yet. Now Pop always meant what he said in the vision I began to see. A hammer wearing me out with a hickory switch in a garden full of purple hull peas. Time was short, I needed a plan, so a plan I began to make. I waited till Dad stepped out of the car and I yelled out, Copperhead Snake! Around that house, my dad come running just as hard as he could go. In one hand, he picked up the chopping axe, and in the other hand, he picked up the hoe. Out of breath, he said, are you all right, son? Come on and show him to me. With a trembling finger, I pointed and said, he's out there in them purple hull peas. 
Well, we looked and we looked for an hour or more, and not a copperhead did we see. And I breathed a sigh of relief when he said, Son, stay out of them purple hull peas. Now that was the only time that I can recall that I ever lied to my dad. And through the years, when I think about it, it makes me feel real bad. What goes around comes around, and let me tell you, it's true for me. Cause now I got a wife and a son of my own that just love to raise purple hull peas. When I was a kid, growing up around these people were my grandparents' age, uh, it never failed if we got to talking about music or they were talking about music in the um, movie house, which would have been the silent movies during that time. There was a, a lady who played the piano. You know, she had the music score to go along with the silent film. And they always talked about how good she was. Well, you know, the sound of the day was the ragtime music. And I've often wondered if Blue Smoke, written by Merle's brother, might not have been, in, he might not have been inspired by her uh, piano playing. Because most of those guys, if you talked about music at all or brought up that old movie house, man, she, she was mentioned about her playing. She must have been really good. And I think because they were musicians, they, they picked up on some of what she did. Because Blue Smoke sounds just like some old villain tying some girl to a railroad track. If you ever listened to it, you know. And I've got a feeling that's probably where some of that music crossed over into thumb picking. Plus the sound of the day, if you wanted to learn um, the, the popular tunes of the day, a lot of it was ragtime. veteran guitarist and humorous songwriter Shane Adkins, playing a set of mostly original songs. Shane played Jimbo, followed by Monkey Toad Gal, Married to an Angel, Stay on the Straight and Narrow, Purple Hull Peas, and he ended that set with a medley of The Girl I Left Behind Me and Yankee Doodle. Let's take a short break. After a visit with Mark Jones down in the vault, we'll hear more good picking from another fine thumb picker, young Kirby Easler. This is Ozark Highlands Radio.
If you listen to the show very often, you hear just about every week I talk about the vault here under the Folk Center Auditorium where our friend Mark Jones keeps track of all the recorded music over the years. And I like to go down there every week and uh, see if he can pick out some kind of old-time gem recorded years ago here on our stage. Let's go down there now. Hey, Dave, how are you? Well, I'm fine, Mark. Good to see you. Well, good. I'm glad you came down. How's things out at the house? You know, things are pretty good out there. Life life is good. We butchered a couple of chickens this week, so we're eating well, and uh, things are good. Well, good, good. Yeah, a feller can't ever have too much to eat. <laughs> That's exactly around right. Around the house. <laughs> you found any good music for me? Dave, I found... An old song by a friend of mine that was came here. He came from North Carolina and lived here for a while. And uh, he ended up finally going back to North Carolina, but he played some mighty fine guitar while he was here. Who's that? David Leatherman. I remember Dave Leatherman. You know what I remember about Dave? He was the string-breakingest musician I've ever seen. Every night he came here to the Folk Center. Now, this was in the when he was in a bluegrass band, so he was really wailing on that old Martin. He would break a couple of strings every time he went out on stage. It was amazing. That's true. I've seen him break two in one song. <laughs> you know, when you do that a lot, you get really good at changing strings. That's right. He could put a new string on while they were introducing the next song, and he'd be ready to go. Dave was quite a musician, and he uh, not only did bluegrass, but this is an old Leuven Brothers song, and it was written right after the Korean War. Yeah? Yeah. It's, of course, written in Leuven Brothers style, and, and then, uh, but it's, it's a very good recording. From Mother's Arms to Korea. Okay, well, let's hear what it sounds like. From Mother's Arms to Korea And tomorrow I'll face the front line and the next line was wrote by his buddy From a foxhole to a mansion on high They sent her an unfinished diary That she once gave her darling son Was to start the day when he left her And it ended with an enemy's gun from mother's arms to Korea And tomorrow I'll face the front line And the next line was wrote by his buddy From a foxhole to a mansion on high Last night I saw Mother kneeling By the old heartstone to pray in my dreams, I thought I was with her, and that's all my mother could say. From mother's arms to Korea, and tomorrow I'll face the front line. And the next line was wrote by his buddy, from a foxhole to a mansion on high. Please tell his sweetheart who's waiting On his ship to anchor at shore To change 
her plans and forget him His lips she'll kiss no more From mother's arms to Korea And tomorrow I'll face the front line And the next line was wrote by his buddy From a foxhole to a mansion on high Well, now, you know, Mark, I've got to say, I never heard that song before in my life. That's a new one on me. Well, I can't remember hearing Dave sing it, so it must have been a night I wasn't here or something, but I really, really enjoy it. Well, thanks a lot for pulling that out for us, and I hope that uh, maybe Dave Leatherman's over there in uh, North Carolina right now and listening to this song. I hope so, too. Kirby Easler is a Nashville-based guitarist from Charleston, South Carolina, specializing in solo acoustic performance and fingerstyle arranging. At 22 years of age, Kirby is a protege of Grammy-winning guitarist John Knowles and has worked and performed alongside some of the industry's top guitarists, including Tom Bresch and Tommy Emanuel. In 2015, Kirby placed second in the Contemporary Division of the National Thumbpickers Hall of Fame guitar competition. And in April 2014, Kirby and her Yorkshire Terrier, Grable, were featured on The Late Show with David Letterman for an episode of Stupid Pet Tricks. Here's Kirby, without her dog, on our stage at the Ozark Folk Center State Park. My parents raised me right. They started me out on Billy Joel, James Taylor. Uh, all the 90s Disney movies were out, 90s country, which, you know, it was in its heyday at that point, at least for my generation. Um, so a lot of Garth Brooks, James Taylor, um, strong songwriting. Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, if you're talking about guitar influences, that was one of the first real guitarists I heard. And, you know, the guys from Aerosmith. And then eventually, as I started listening to music on my own and actively seeking music to get into. Um, I went to church camp one year and one of the guys there played an acoustic version of John Mayer's song, In Your Atmosphere, which had a lot of, not, necessi not necessarily like traditional finger style, but had a lot of, uh, the piece could stand on its own as an instrumental guitar piece. And I was very interested in that kind of stuff. So after camp, I went home and uh, got into John Mayer's music. And then about six months later, I heard Edgar Cruz's arrangement of Bohemian Rhapsody on classical guitar or flamenco. And then found Tommy Manuel, uh, John Knowles, Joe Robinson, a lot of the guys uh, 
Chet Atkins, people like that, Mel Travis. When I started listening to Fingerstyle, the, the song, I mean, they were, of course, it's a gradual process of, you know, getting more and more involved with Fingerstyle. And I remember one of the strongest moments for me, because as a, as a guitarist, I specialize in, in Fingerstyle in the style of Tommy Manuel, mostly. That's where, that's most of my Fingerstyle library is a lot of his songs. And I remember the first time I really heard a recording of him, he was doing the Beatles medley in like 2006 or seven in Germany. And the thought process I had when I heard him playing that and when I heard him playing the, the bass line, the, the midsection, and the, the treble parts at the same time, it wasn't like, oh, I need to go put my guitar away or anything like that. It was cool, someone showing that it can be done. So, and I had a background with piano at that point. I'd been playing piano for a few years, so I understood Scott Joplin's ragtimes and things like that, so the syncopations didn't really scare me away. And I was excited because I could as a pianist, I could play a lot of the same kind of voicings on the guitar. 
and I found a genre that specialized in that kind of stuff. So it was just the coolest thing, discovering that.
Thank you. Okay, so I'm doing a lot of Tommy Manuel pieces, like I said, because that's that's where I come from as a guitarist. And so, you know, maybe Close to You, which is one of the arrangements he does, Michelle and Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which both incorporate a lot of harp harmonics. Uh, Mona Lisa is one of my absolute favorite songs. Um, and then a couple of my arrangements would be She's Always a Woman. Billy Joel. By Billy Joel. I'm, I'm working on a Billy Joel album, so that's why all the Billy Joel stuff. So She's Always a Woman, maybe part of Just the Way You Are. Uh, Don't Ask Me Why. And then a couple Disney pieces from the movie Aladdin. So Friend Like Me and Prince Ali. Oh, that's a great, so, that's a nice. I love those songs. That's a nice You've been listening to thumb-picking prodigy Kirby Easler, playing at our annual Merle Travis tribute at the Ozark Folk Center. Kirby played Billy Joel's Don't Ask Me Why, and So It Goes, another Billy Joel's song, Always a Woman, and a song from the movie Aladdin. After a short break, Northwest Arkansas fiddler Roy Pilgrim will give us some insight on what it takes to be a good square dance fiddler. Then we'll hear more hot thumb-picking from Shane Adkins. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Howdy, folks. Come on in and take a seat. You paid for the whole thing, but you'll only need the edge. 
This is Fine Fiddlers of the Ozarks, and I'm your host, Roy Pilgrim. We're going to listen to and discuss some of the greatest fiddlers to ever pull a horsehair across a cat gut throughout the hills and hollers of the Ozarks. In this segment, we'll focus not so much on an individual fiddler, but shift our attention instead to the primary purpose of fiddle music throughout the Ozarks. I'm talking, of course, about square dancing. In earlier times, square dancing for many young people in the hills was one of the few social events outside of church. Unlike church, square dances provided a free and unconstrained environment for young folks to mingle with members of the opposite sex, and this in turn made it very unpopular with the strongly religious. I'm going to play for you now a recording made by Merlin Mitchell at a square dance in Galena, Missouri, December 10, 1950. Keep in mind, these recordings were made on somewhat primitive equipment in a rough and rowdy environment. The sound quality is not the best, but the raw, wild energy is unmistakable in the stomping, clapping, and hollering of the dancers. If you listen closely, you can hear Merlin Mitchell describing some of the things going on at the square dance. A guitar and a fiddler making the music, and the dancing is in the background. First piece they're going to play is a little bit of Black Mountain Rag. Go ahead. <laughs> For those of you not driving a car, I want you to close your eyes and picture yourself in the first half of the 20th century after a long week of plowing behind a mule or skidding oak timber out of the logwoods, seeing nobody but your immediate family and falling asleep exhausted shortly after the sun goes down. But tonight is different, and there's an eagerness in your step as you begin to climb the steep side of Mount Gaylor on a hot Saturday night in July. In the distance, you hear the screech of a fiddle, then the rhythmic sound of leather-soled shoes jig dancing on a hardwood floor.
You probably noticed in his earlier set what a talented songwriter guitar thumb picker Shane Adkins is. Shane takes a page from friend and fellow musician Mike Snyder, writing songs with southern wit and humor. In this set, we'll hear Shane play some more traditional songs. You can see why he was one of the featured musicians who appeared at the Ozark Folk Center State Park's annual thumb picking weekend in May of 2016. started was with uh, Ike Everly's mother. She was a parlor guitar player and used that alternating thumb and Ike Everly picked it up from her and then in 1919 he wore a blister on his thumb playing at a uh, square dance trying to play loud. He went to the music store in Central City, Kentucky just up the road and, bought, and they actually had thumb picks because the dobro was coming into the scene and he used it on the guitar on his thumb. He said, I like that. That's louder and it don't hurt my thumb. Bought the whole box, carried them back to Cleeton on the railroad track the next Saturday night, gave one to Ike and one to Merle, I mean Moe's, and thumb picking was born right there. And there was a little boy running around by the name of Merle Travis watching everything they did, and uh, and uh, he got a pick too. So, <laughs> because uh, parlor um, <clears throat> music, they didn't have TV, and most of them didn't have radios. People entertained in the parlor, and most of the time there might be a piano. But if you played guitar, not piano, you had to try to figure out how to get that bass rhythm going of the ragtime music. So they, the, the women actually came up with the thumb doing that alternating bass rhythm type thing and uh, to play the ragtime music. So that's how it happened. That's, that's where it came out. Mm -hmm.
Prepare Skies is the name of that tune. I've got ballads that I've wrote. I've got quite a few ballads. I write some ballads about um, uh, local history from home, and um, one of them being um, Lily Flag. Uh, Three cheers for Lily Flag. I just did it out there, and that's uh, about a um, a milk cow that broke the record milk production in 1892. Milk and the Strings. That's where I got the, the title from, and everything was all of that. And there will be other ballad songs. Um, one mile east of Hazel Green about an old haunted house that was close there, you know. And uh, uh, I don't know. I've just got several, several songs that are that are storytelling songs. I always enjoyed storytelling. Tom T. Hall was one of my favorites, and uh, so this is kind of my efforts at tr doing what he did, you know, and what he does. So, um, and I grew up playing bluegrass also. And uh, there are songs, Chicken Reel, an old fiddle. I played for square dances 15 years, so I took some of the old fiddle tunes and arranged them in finger style. And, uh, that kind of thing, so it'll be a mix. It'll be a mix, but I'm looking forward to it. I don't mind telling you. Vian Rose was the name of that song. Well, I'm a, I am an environmental technician at the Marshall Space Flight Center. I work for a contractor for NASA, and I've been doing that. For, well, I've been out on the, at the Marshall Center for uh, since June of 1991 and doing this job for 21 years, and uh, I'm a hazmat guy. Uh, we have the hazmat team, and um, it's a very, very interesting job. I don't mind telling you. It's... Uh, <clears throat> It's a full-time thing is trying to get everything together. I'm just glad I work for a company that does let me off every once in a while where I can go do this kind of thing. And, uh, and plus, I play for the picnics free, too. So they, we kind of trade out on that. Usually, I can get over to where I'm going and back in a weekend, something like that. So, uh, And I really enjoy it. I don't mind telling you. Um, I always have enjoyed it. And you meet so many nice people. Um, I've never, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience playing music anywhere uh, thumb picking. Now, I did play in bands and clubs and one thing and another, and there were some plenty of bad experiences oh, yeah. there. I never played a place that had chicken wire in front of the stage, but I played a few places that absolutely needed it. Now, John 
No bigger than the palm of your hand His mammy looked down at John Henry and said Johnny gonna be a steel driving man Yes he is Oh Johnny gonna be a steel driving man Now John Henry made a steel driving man Drove steel all over this land Said before I let the steam hammer beat me down I'll die with this hammer in my hand I'll die with this hammer in my hand John Henry told his heifer, boy, get down on your knees and pray. If my hammer ever misses that little piece of steel, tomorrow be your burying day. Yes, it will. Tomorrow be your burying day. Now John Henry went down to the tunnel to drive early on the 4th of July. He beat the steam hammer to the top of the hill and laid down that hammer and he cried. Did. He laid down that hammer and he cried John Henry had a loving little wife Her name was Polly Ann Old Johnny got sick and he had to go to bed And Polly drove that steel like a man Yes, she did Miss Polly drove that steel like a man They carried John Henry to the graveyard They laid him six feet down in the sand And every time that a freight train goes passing nobody say, yonder lies a steel driving man Yes, it was Yonder lies a steel driving man Now yonder lies a steel driving man Yes, it was Yonder lies a steel driving man, John Henry. Well, first of all, it's a beautiful place. Even if I wasn't uh, doing anything here for this, I probably would have been here anyway. I don't mind telling you. And it's just a beautiful area. People are very friendly, very nice. It's just almost like coming home. And um, another thing, too, is I, I like doing this kind of thing to preserve the art form, the thumb picking. If we don't do things like this, it will disappear. So uh, I'm I'm as proud as a peacock to be part of it. You know what I mean? So, and I appreciate you having me here. So uh, this is crowd participation time, and when I say red dirt boogie, y'all echo back red dirt boogie. Okay? You do good on this, I'll buy a bus and we'll hit the road. I've been plowing the field nearly all day long on a John Deere tractor with the radio on. When I hear the boogie boogie, Lord, I can't stand still. I park that old tractor and I run up on the hill and do the red dirt boogie. Dirt. Do the red dirt boogie. Do the red dirt boogie on an Alabama Saturday night. When the work's all done and the sun goes down, I park that old tractor and I head towards town. Just across the Flint River, there's a little square dance where they play the boogie woogie and we all get a chance to do the red dirt boogie. Do the red dirt boogie. Do the red dirt boogie on an Alabama Saturday night. All oh, y'all doing good now.
So if you're feeling mighty low and you're singing the blues, think you've lost everything you can lose. Find the radio and you kick off your shoes. Run out in the field and I tell you what you do. You do the red dirt boogie. Do the red dirt boogie. Do the red dirt boogie on an Alabama Saturday night. Let's do that chorus one more time. Do the red dirt boogie. Do the red dirt boogie. Do the red dirt boogie on an Alabama Saturday night. Oh, you done good, folks. That's mighty good there now. Alabama guitarist Shane Adkins playing Stephen Foster's classic song, My Old Kentucky Home, followed by Under Paris Skies, La Vie en Rose, John Henry, and the Red Dirt Boogie. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Learn more about us and find links to past shows at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Or better yet, come to Mountain View, Arkansas and hear this fine music live. For all of us at Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. Bye, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. More information online at ArkansasStateParks.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.